What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Walking with the King podcast. I'm your host, Teresa King, and I have a very handsome guest today. What's up? It's Robert. You're not going to comment about me calling you handsome? You always call me handsome. Oh, that's true. Well, speaking of which, today's topic, we are going to discuss disagreements and when it's okay to agree to disagree or when we have to compromise for our partner. Of course, we're not only going to talk about, you know, being married, being a spouse, being a fiance, being a boyfriend slash girlfriend. Like we're also going to talk about like family, family members, like friends and what to do when we disagree because we are human. We all have individual minds and we are all a different person. Not everybody is going to agree with you. A lot of people may disagree, including your husband. That is very <laughs> true. I really feel like that this podcast will highlight some ways to think about disagreements from a biblical perspective and also relate back to some experiences that Teresa and I have gone through um, in marriage and before marriage and even before we came to Christ as well, you know, just kind of outlining the differences and the, the thought patterns of exactly where we were headed when we would fight beforehand versus um, not fighting now and actually having a disagreement and communicating it out. Um, and it, there's a huge difference between a fight and a disagreement. Um, yeah, exactly. A lot of people will say like, oh, like my boyfriend or my husband and I were fighting the other day. And in reality, they just couldn't come to an agreement on what situation that they were going through. Do you remember the sweet life of Zach and Cody? Or were you too old for that? Yes. You remember? I'm, I'm not too old for Sweet Life. <laughs> well, in that show, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, I remember like uh, Dylan and Nicole Sprouse in one of the episodes was like, um, Dylan was like, well, Zach was like, um, no, we're fighting and Cody was like, we are not fighting. We're having a creative discussion. And I always say that whenever we have like our disagreements and sometimes Robert would be like, oh, I can't believe we fought yesterday. And I'm like, no, we did it. We had a creative discussion. And usually when you come to a disagreement, it's not necessarily that you're fighting unless y'all guys are attacking each other like personally then yeah I may come to a fight maybe if you start yelling yeah maybe that's a little fight but sometimes a disagreement could just be like a little like well I didn't agree with you and this is why and sometimes you get pissed off but it's all good <laughs> I yeah uh, I, I do think it comes down to perspective mm -hmm. when you do refer to something as a fight a lot of people automatically think oh wow they're the they're that couple that that fights and they go through these hard hard times 
that's not necessarily always the case. You're just trying to open up to them. And, you know, sometimes the, it can be it can be a fight, um, but also realizing that there is safe people that we need to share these things with um, and not just share intimate details about your life to, to every single person that you come across. Um, but I think that there's so much more that, that goes into that, especially with that perspective component. I think I used to say a lot, oh my gosh, like we just had a fight, like it was terrible and we just went through like this, that and the other and someone would come at me with like, well, I can't believe you fought with your with your wife. You shouldn't ever take your things out on them. And I think sometimes it is just a disagreement. Sometimes we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace. We are our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And um, but also sometimes it can be an intense. Uh, disagreement and if you don't have the correct coping skills to really go through that disagreement then it's going to be a really big struggle for your relationship whether it be a friend or um, partner yeah definitely and I feel like now we've been sober for almost two years now next month that's crazy um so we've been not only sober but we also been living this life with god for two years and our disagreements from our past like our addiction past is a lot different to what our disagreements are now and i really do believe like wholeheartedly in my heart that the reason why we have these disagreement discussions is because god's in the center of them like we're able to be like you know what i don't agree with that and you know sometimes it's okay um what do you think about that no i i completely agree i think before when we would get into an argument disagreement when we were living for the world and deep into our addictions smoking weed daily and also drinking heavily we would get into these heated arguments and they would escalate very quickly and one thing i do remember about those arguments is that there was never a clear purpose mm-hmm. every single time that we would argue it would just be to tear the other person down and prove a point yeah and that's not a healthy disagreement. Yeah. When when there's a healthy disagreement, I believe that you communicate it to one another like, "Hey, Tess, I don't agree with what you're going through." Um like or what you just said to me and confront that person head on. Mm-hmm. And um you know, once you do confront that person head on, it's it's not just for them. It's it's for you because you're un you're unloading that baggage that you've held on to, 
and it honestly what it does is it gets it off your shoulders and then it opens a dialogue for you to start to improve your relationship with that person yeah um once they come back with another comment say it may not be the comment that you expected we have to know that our relationship in christ is strong and we know that specifically that we can keep communicating even if we disagree on some subjects we're not going to agree on everything we're different people Mm -hmm. but god placed us in a relationship or a friendship or any any type of relationship you're in for a reason Mm. and everything has a purpose so just taking that into consideration and there's some there's definitely scripture on this um i the first one i can think of is matthew 18 15 through 18 if your brother or sister sins go and point out their fault just between the two of you if they listen to you you have won them over but if they will not listen take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses if they still refuse to listen tell it to the church if they refuse to listen even to the church treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector truly i tell you whatever you bind on earth you will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven yeah it's essential that we don't gossip about others especially when people are coming to us for like prayer requests or like seeking counsel especially like with us being a part of um, the landing ministry like we need to be careful with that and just speak to them like directly it's important that no matter who we are in a disagreement with we need to treat them with love regardless um just like jesus tells um all of them in the past like to love the pagans and tax collectors especially in that scripture like the jews did not agree at all with the tax collectors or the pagans but jesus wanted us to treat them with love and not gossip about them yeah so what is gossip well you know me we got the definition for you so it is a casual conversation or reports about people typically involving details that are not confirmed as true ain't that the truth and <laughs> that definitely reminds me of james four eleven. um brothers and sisters do not slander one another anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges him speaks against the law and judges it when you judge the law you are not keeping it but sitting in judgment on it Mm. you know in the past even now i still currently struggle with gossip it's just really hard and i mean this could be for anybody like i don't know i'm speaking on behalf of me but i find it really hard to not gossip about people if i'm really upset like there's a fine fine line of venting and gossip and even at that like venting alone is not biblical like um in proverbs 29:11, it says fools vent their anger but the wise quietly hold it back like it is so hard to do it because like we're still human you know what i mean like we still fall short 
when it comes to God. And that's one thing I really struggle with is knowing when and when not to gossip. I mean, you should never gossip, by the way. Like, that was, I shouldn't have said, like, when or when not. But, like, still, like, it's very hard to hold your peace. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially since there are several scriptures that say confess your sins. Mm. And I think that one thing that I've really taken a look at this past couple years is if I'm sharing something to a safe group of people about some something that someone said to me that has hurt me, it's knowing I'm knowing that I'm growing from it because I'm sharing that and I'm working on I'm working on my growth I'm sharing things about my past and I'm letting it go to God Mm -hmm. I think that it's all about purpose oh yeah so if you're gossiping about someone that has hurt your feelings and you're saying really like derogatory things mm-hmm. like oh my gosh she did this and she's a terrible person or whatever yeah um and what's the like ask yourself is what's the purpose of that exactly and is it going to help your relationship with christ exactly and i feel like for me like it, like it's just so hard because like whenever we get mad it's a easy it, it gets easier for the devil to get a foothold in when you're mad when you're angry when you're not in alignment with god and you know being angry is not a bad thing just because you have every right to feel how you feel and i feel like the main thing that i really struggle with is not like saying like oh this person is stupid or a horrible person whatever it may be like it's mostly like you know this like i vent to you all the time and it's more like like explaining my frustration out on the certain topic and then i keep going back to you know probably 29 11 like fools vent their anger and it's like this is coming from god like god is telling you it's like don't be a fool like hold it back you know we're like we're supposed to turn the other cheek like at the landing this past week that i told the girls that um i told my group that that um it's so hard to really be a christian because you have to turn the other cheek you have to walk the walk you have to talk the talk especially whenever you're a christian and it's so easy to shy away from just little things like gossiping you know what i mean because we don't realize when we really gossip and we also don't realize that we're gossiping in general because it's so normalized in society now that if you don't gossip like like people think you're a liar because everybody gossips you know what i mean am i making sense you are in from what I've heard, something that I've really had a hard time with over the past is gossiping and going into comparison. Mm. I think I, I quickly start to say things like, well, I would never do what they did. Yeah. And and then... Comparison is a 
big one. Yeah, and it's it, the specifically what God is doing in them is not what he's doing in you. So it's just knowing that their relationship with Christ is completely different than your relationship, knowing that mm. their anointing is different. Yeah. And that that comparison is what tears friendships apart. Mm-hmm. It, it tears uh, relationships, marriages. Uh, comparison is straight from the pit of hell. Oh, yeah. Um, and it definitely um, has been backed by many scriptures. I, I, I think that it's important to know the difference between gossip and between informing. Mm-hmm. I just heard this thing this past week that said, actually it's my therapist that mentioned this to me. She said, children explain, adults inform. Mm. And it's important to know that when you're setting boundaries around things, if you're trying to explain yourself, if you're if you're really just going into like, well, I, I did this because of this, this, and this. I missed that meeting because of this, this, and this. Um, if you're having to explain yourself, it it typically means that you're not informing. If you're informing, then you are sure of your decision. You've made that boundary. Oh, yeah. And it goes back into gossip, like all of it does, because I this has been one of my biggest struggles, especially with, um, I've been in a sales background for the majority mm. of my life, yeah. and um, people competing for commissions and things of that nature, so... Um, it's it was just a constant like toxic environment it's so toxic and it's not always toxic for people but it was for me Mm -hmm. and um i think that in order to in previous organizations that i've been with in order to really make get a promotion you had to like cut down another person to the boss yeah and that's just never i always knew that that wasn't something that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I would always conform to the norm mm-hmm. because it's it's what everyone was doing. Exactly. And, and I knew that it wasn't right. Like, I knew that I was getting convicted every single time I did it. Like, yeah. And, like, the one thing that a lot of people need to realize is that if you are gossiping with these group of people, those group of people are going to be gossiping about you eventually. And, like, that's one thing, like, especially at work that I'm always weary of is, like, like, I hear them gossip and I don't stop them from gossiping. And sometimes I do participate in the gossip, which is, like, a whole conviction on its own, which is, like, why I'm saying, like, I struggle with it. But, like, I also keep in mind, like, you know, these people also potentially gossip about me especially since i am a christian like i'm the only christian in the office and then on top of that i'm participating in gossiping like it doesn't give a good example of what jesus is and that's what christian christian people should be doing is being the example of how jesus is and that's like one thing that i've really struggled with and um you know gossip does separate people 
it separates uh, friends it separates family members like it's there in proverbs and chapter 16 like it literally separates like closest friends it does mm-hmm. and i think that you do have to give yourself a bit of grace yeah. because we tend to look at all the negative that we've done mm-hmm. it's our it's our humanly nature to look at all the negative that we done that we've done and just to be real with you Tess there's been multiple times where you have stopped me in the middle of a conversation and said hey I don't like this where this is headed and like let's go in a different direction and that's because you're responding to the Holy Spirit yeah and I think that that's important we have to listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us if we're in the middle of a gossip conversation and it's already happening and we're deep into that conversation we're throwing some comments back and forth to one another and then we get a conviction I think it's important to stand firm and stand up for God yeah and and be like hey guys I don't like this conversation because we're gossiping yeah and and just be blatant about it because if we don't stand up for christ then who is going to exactly like in the hispanic culture like we used to call it like these chismosas <laughs> like these these girls that do nothing but just gossip and i feel like it is a cultural thing because like i'm not saying that my family always gossips but my family always has they always have the tea. They have the tea. For they sure. have the tea. <laughs> so it's just one of those things like you have to really unlearn and really meditate it with God because it does go into your walk with God. Like everything that you do, you need to make sure that your heart is aligned with Him. And I'm speaking to me. I'm just glad that you're here. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's it's so funny when the conviction is so real because there's been times where I'll be in a conversation with someone and something's happening that I'm not okay with. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm staying silent. And I didn't I don't tell them that they're gossiping, mm-hmm. but I don't participate, but I also don't tell them. Well, if you don't participate, but yet you don't tell them you're participating. Yes. Yeah. And that's something that I struggle with, actually speaking up. Yeah. And, um... Oh, because going back into our our original topic is, like, we don't want to be in a disagreement with people. Like, we want to keep that, that, like, that I'm good, you're good, let's stay good type of area. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's avoidance, though. Avoidance, that's the word. I was trying to think of the way. And avoidance is not good for a variety of reasons, but it, it, it can mean a number of things. Um, not just past trauma, but um, there could be something that's going on yeah. with mental health. It, mm-hmm. There could be a number of things. Um, avoidance doesn't just... It, I've... I've worked on this in therapy for years, and one thing that I was taught was that from a really young age, my my parents would argue, mm-hmm. and um, the therapist would tell me that 
I didn't want to see them argue, so I would just close my door and um, kind of avoid everything, avoid my life. And that trickled into my life after college, after um, getting into like work life. So I, I became an, a classic avoider. You know, even like in the beginning of our relationship and into a little bit of our marriage, like especially when we were like living together because we lived together before we got married. But that's a different story. <laughs> but like when we were living together, every time we would get into arguments or disagreements, you would avoid it. You would get up and leave. And I hated that. You would literally leave the house. And that explains a lot. Because usually whenever you are doing something in your adulthood, it's because it came from your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. It could have also come from your adulthood as well. True. It comes but, from it comes from your traumas. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, so now we've graduated into actually communicating about things instead of just avoiding them. Exactly. Um, exactly. One thing that Celebrate Recovery and um, therapy, any counseling, any counselor is going to tell you automatically is that when you avoid something, especially a comment that someone makes that's either rude or disrespectful, it's going to create a resentment. Mm -hmm. And that resentment is number like say that that's the first resentment and then that person says another rude comment or something does something to you in, in their actions that's going to create resentment number two mm -hmm. and it kind of depends on the number for a lot of people can handle like 40 50 resentments but it, it really just depends but eventually you start seeing that person differently yeah and you stop respecting them as a person and mm -hmm. and then they're not one of your safe people anymore exactly and then ultimately the relationship kind of dies out and doubles down but and that's that's why i just it's it's so important to just know that that resentment can turn into something so much bigger than just easily just communicating that with the person mm -hmm. and being like, hey, I didn't really like that you said that. Can you explain yourself a little bit deeper so that I can understand? And then they might have just miscommunicated it to you. It, it could be a number of things. Also realizing that the conversation, on the other hand, might not go as planned. Mm -hmm. So if you confront them about their that issue they might actually not say what you want them to say yeah like a like lot of the times the yeah like a lot of times like it could completely be to a point where you have to step away completely from that person and really create a bigger boundary to be like you know what i still love you you are an awesome person but if we can't agree to this one subject maybe we're gonna have to spend some time apart and i'm not just talking about like should 
the eggs go on one side of the refrigerator compared to the next like I'm talking like a lot of deeper issues like deeper conversations to where it's huge agreements and disagreements and a lot of the times that's it gets really heartbreaking because you don't want to make that boundary you know what I mean you don't want to be able to say like you know I can't do this anymore you know and this is a process too once you really start to create boundaries and start to respect that person that you're um, in a relationship with or having a friendship with or what what have you um, it, it doesn't just start out like all hunky-dory like oh this is the greatest friendship in the world yeah. like no yeah. that's not how it works it it's a process because you're learning each other's boundaries you're learning learning each other's trigger points Mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into it it doesn't just um happen overnight i think that me and tess are still learning each other very much so on boundaries and on uh, triggers oh yeah Um, like i'm still learning myself too yeah i mean that's the beauty when it comes to like recovery because you're able to find these triggers like CR's 12 step really goes into the whole deep scenarios on like what is it that you did in the past and how did you manage to overcome that in the future you know what I mean and it's just one of those things where you just have to take it with a grain of salt and be like okay well now this is the trigger and now that like since we're married it's a little bit different because there's a lot of triggers that I have that you've done or could potentially do because who knows if I have more triggers um it comes into where like that communication like how you said like you have to confront each other you have to confront the disagreements at the point because if I never tell you it could create bigger resentments you know and I'm just saying that as, like, an example. But, like, it could happen to, like, a family member. Like, if your cousin is doing all this stuff, you know, you need to confront them and be like, hey, I don't agree with you doing this or saying this or whatever it may be. And can we come to, like, an agreement or a compromise to where we both benefit from this? You know what I mean? Yeah, and... um I think out of this, you kind of learn your expectations of friendships and mm. the person that you want to be in a relationship with as yeah. well. Um, over time, you start to develop, okay, well, I can handle that. I, I say that um, someone wants to call you 10 times a day and you don't feel like that really aligns with what you have going on Mm. and how busy you are Mm -hmm. so you have to create that boundary with them Um, yeah even though you still care about them um if they keep coming over into your boundary lane and you're not doing anything about it it's really like you're saying it's okay Mm. yeah and it's not. And that's because, where the resentment comes in. Yeah, yeah, that's where Exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's important uh, to establish those boundaries mm-hmm. because, yeah. it's And it, it doesn't just improve resentments. 
it also improves the relationship in general. Most definitely. I um, have seen Tess and my relationship completely transform in this past even six months. Oh, yeah. Because we've started to learn some of each, some of each other's triggers a little bit deeper. And we're actually respecting each other's boundaries. When I say boundary, I've, I'm just going to mention an example. There was um, recently um, something that we had gone through. And I called Tess up, and before I even made a decision about that situation, I said, I know you've gone through something with this person in the past or a situation that's similar. Mm-hmm. I'm just checking in with your boundaries and everything that you're going through to be able to make that decision. Yeah. And you know what? Tess's reply was automatically praising me, saying like how much I've grown and that she really respected that I was asking her that question. And it did something to us. Yeah. I felt a spark even, like, get more intense between us. Yeah, um, we, we grew closer. Like, we're growing up in our maturity. Like, it was much it it showed your growth as a person for being able to talk to me about my boundaries and my point of view on that situation rather than just doing it and expecting me to be okay with it like you've done in the past like we've done it in the past to each other um so yeah i completely agree that it completely sparked something else like it just showed growth and the fact that we're growing together is even more beautiful because we're allowing God to come into our relationship and help us grow in that in that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And me and Tess talk quite a bit about how boundaries has really helped us. Um, in friendships, especially in friendships, boundaries can come off really negative. And some you approaching someone can actually turn the opposite on you. They can think that you're self-righteous. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not, that's something that you have to deal with, but you have to communicate in a way that's loving and caring and how Jesus would communicate. Mm-hmm. When you originally come to them, you should say something to the nature of, hey, I'm placing up this, I, I really feel that this will help our friendship in the long run, if I place up this boundary, say that something makes you uncomfortable, tell them, hey, this makes me uncomfortable, just be completely transparent and honest with them. And if they really respect you as a friend, then they'll work with you on it because mm-hmm. they care about they They exactly. care about the friendship as well. And if they don't want to work with you on the boundary and they keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, then sometimes it's not their best friendship to be in exactly like i was just gonna say like um there was this saying that i heard i'm not too sure who told me this but it's been a while 
if someone doesn't like your boundaries and keep pushing your boundaries, it's because they're not benefiting from their boundary. And they're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing to see how far they could go. And that alone should just tell you why, like who that person is as a person and why are they doing that? If, if you don't feel safe with that person and you're trying to create a boundary to be safe with that person and that person's just like, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I want to do and that's final. That's where I was talking about in the, like previously is like, you know, sometimes you have to step away because they don't respect your boundaries. They don't want to come with that compromise on agreeing with you on what you are doing or what they are doing and coming together as a couple or as friends or even your family members. Like it gets to a point where you're just going to have to be like, you know, I have to give it to God at this point. There's nothing that I could do. So God's going to have to take control. And just because, like, I'm going to say this because I'm not too sure if someone needs to hear this. But if you feel like you're a bad person for stepping away from a family member, you are not. Like, just hands down. If you need to step away from a family member because of your safety, your spiritual health, your mental health your physical health, emotional health, every health that is possible. If you need to step away, please do. It is better for you to be safe rather than protect the feelings of your person that you are trying to stay safe from. And you need to be selfish. Like it is okay to worry about yourself and worry about the well-being that you need to be a better you. Like it like they always like it says in the bible like love your love your neighbor as you love yourself and i've told you this before too robert like how are you supposed to love yourself when you're with that person like does this person make you a better person or do you love yourself when you're around this person if not how are you supposed to love that other person like if you are in a toxic environment or whatever it may be with a, a certain person that like the person that you're thinking about this is probably that person that you are needing to really self-evaluate like if you are the worst person possible when you're around that person maybe it's time for you to take a deeper evaluation and just take a step back because you're still you still love that person you know what i mean like you could love a person from afar and maybe loving that person from afar will make you love yourself a little bit better. Because at the end of the day, we need to love ourselves to the absolute max. Because that's what God wants us to do. Because he loves us that much. The most way, the most love you could ever think of, that's how much God loves you. And you need to love yourself as well. And sometimes it does mean you know, I'm going to have to take that boundary and take it like a step further and be completely cut off from that person. And I saw like a TikTok the other day of this girl saying like this older lady, she was like, I don't know why there's so much entitlement with this generation nowadays. Like my, my son just completely cut me off and I'm not allowed to talk to him. And yada 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 and it's like 
it's not entitlement. It's protection. You're protecting yourself from that person. Like, for example, that son was probably protecting himself from his mom. And the fact that she was even saying, like, the entitlement that my son has just kind of shows, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know what they went through because I wasn't that point of the TikTok. But it just shows that the mom didn't want to respect his boundaries to where he had to completely let him let his mom go and that's the heartbreaking part of it is that sometimes it gets to that point where you do have to completely let someone go and then being away like I can't believe they did that to me like how dare they do that to me and sometimes you're just gonna have to face it like you know you're gonna you're gonna have to go through that where people are talking behind your back you know gossiping about you and and about your certain situation and it's tough it's very tough but at the same time you gotta do what you gotta do to stay safe you know what i mean you do and it's so important to have boundaries and disagreements back to our original topic i think that learning each other and over time things really do start to improve and your disagreements will never be perfect because Mm -hmm. we're imperfect yeah and that's why we have jesus Mm -hmm. so just realizing that when you come into a disagreement with someone that it's about learning one another and that you have to seek wisdom from God on exactly what to say and exactly what boundaries to do with that person mm-hmm. because that will ultimately make your disagreements healthy and you'll be able to move forward and learn from things mm-hmm. in these disagreements instead of just putting each other down or all the negative things that come with actually fighting or arguing. Yeah. But. Yeah. Wow. We kind of went off script, but hey, Holy Spirit come through. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you are struggling with a disagreement that is going on with a certain person, Robert and I are praying for y'all tremendously like we know firsthand that disagreements gossiping and boundaries are a handful it really is but just keep in mind like how robert said earlier it's like keep asking yourself does this help my relationship with god but thanks for coming babe i really appreciate you joining me and talk (laughs) thanks for having me guys Alrighty, well Next week, we have a special guest, another one, not Robert, sorry, babe, but I do have a friend coming in. It's going to be a good episode, so um, just keep on tuning in. Follow us on Instagram. I haven't said like an Instagram promo, like follow me on Instagram, but yeah, follow us on Instagram. I'm trying to stay updated with it. Um, Life is busy, right? Life is really hectic right now. Just a tad. Just a tad. But I'm about to hit spring break soon, so yay. 
<laughs> but um yeah so keep following us keep tuned follow us on instagram follow robert on instagram he's awesome even though all of his posts is just me but <laughs> but yeah we will see y'all next time bye everybody bye guys bye.